Hey everybody, this is So Heidi, and you're listening to the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast. We all know that the fashion industry is brutally competitive and it takes loads of hard work to get ahead. The problem is that everyone's secretive and tight-lipped about their ways. After working as a designer and educator for over a decade, I wanted to help break down those barriers and bring you valuable knowledge from industry experts, and this show is exactly where you'll find that. Whether you're trying to break into the fashion world, make yourself more marketable, launch your own label, or become a successful freelancer, we'll help you get ahead in the cutthroat fashion industry. This is episode 54 of the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast, and today we're doing things a little different. I'm having a chat with Robin Spady, and Robin's one of uh, one of the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast listeners out there, and she sent me an email about this idea she had um, in terms of ways to help other listeners get the most value out of the podcast. So she and I have a conversation in this episode, and we talk a little bit about sort of where this idea was born and how this all worked. But essentially, she approached me and said, you know, Heidi, I'm seeing all these amazing themes and patterns evolve over the various guests that you've had, that you've had on the show. And I see things that certain, that, that brands or uh, freelancers or employees or whoever the person, I'm seeing things that people do over and over that help contribute to their success. And I think it would be really cool if we could help point listeners to these sort of business and career lessons that that I she keeps seeing people do over and over. And she outlined a bunch of ideas of how we could do this. So she and I hopped on a call. We chatted. um, And we decided to do this sort of mini episode. I don't know what it's going to be called in the long run. Right now, we're kind of referring to it as a podlet. Again, we talk about this in our conversation. But I wanted to give you a quick introduction to this episode. It's a short mini episode. um, And and in today's theme, we're talking about the importance of knowing your customer and understanding your customer. Now, Robin is brilliant. She uh, has a lot of marketing experience. She is also a hand weaver. She runs a uh, a weaving magazine and online publication called Heddlecraft, and I will link to that in the show notes. So please definitely check out her and her website and everything she's doing. She's a really, really smart, savvy woman in the business and the creative um, textiles industry. So definitely check out her and what she's doing. Um, so this is something that she and I are going to be doing, I think, on roughly a quarterly basis. We'll see. We'll see what you guys like. I would love to hear your feedback on what you think of this type of an episode. Please email me at podcast at soheidi, S-E-W-H-E-I-D-I podcast at soheidi.com to let me know what do you think of this format. Our idea is to sort of take these business, career, what have you, themes and and lessons that come up over and over and, and do these little mini episodes every once in a while to talk about those themes and to share some example episodes when they were discussed. So I'd love to hear your feedca- fe- feedback feedcast podcast feedback on the podcast um and what you think of this type of an episode and uh any ideas or thoughts you have how we can best help you find and discover the exact content that you need based on where you are in your journey so that's kind of the idea behind this um again long-winded introduction just want to give you an update of what you're going to be listening to today please let me know what you think what you like what you don't like i'm always open to hear your feedback Awesome. Thanks so much. Again, this is episode 54 of the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast. Here is Robin Spady and myself. Awesome. Um, Okay, so Robin, I can I throw you 
out there and have you introduce what we're doing because I part of this kind of came from an email that you sent me and so I want to give a quick introduction of like who you are and what we're doing and what this is going to look like and and what we've sort of brainstormed together. Um, yeah, I mean, what I would say is, um, you know, I, I had started listening to your podcast early on and started seeing recurring themes that I thought were really important for fashion designers that wanted to, you know, perhaps launch their own brand or freelance, that these were, you know, these embedded business lessons were so incredible. And so is that kind of what you want? And then I, and then I emailed you and we just started communicating and decided let's maybe start sharing this with more than just two of us. Yeah. Yeah. So you, yeah, you basically sent me this really amazing lengthy email that outlined all these business lessons that you saw threaded throughout multiple episodes that kept coming up over and over. And you said, I wonder if everybody else is really seeing these or would there be an interesting way we could sort of hand deliver some of these themes and point people to the right direction. Um, and so that's, that's what we're here to talk about today. We've sure. kind of been calling it the podlet. I don't know if that's actually going to be the name when it goes live, but um, it's going to be a quick short episode talking about one theme and the idea is to do these you know once every few months once every quarter or so and point you guys to to some specific episodes where we are seeing some really important lessons come out that you can use to apply to like you said your your business your freelance business perhaps even your career um, as an employee I think there's a lot of crossover so today mm -hmm. we picked for the first podlet um, we picked know thy customer um, yes. and uh, do you want to start out talking a little bit about the importance of that from your perspective well, well knowing your customer, to me is probably one of the most critical things in becoming uh, more focused in what are you trying to do? Where are you trying to go? Um, who is going to purchase what you're making? And you know, you've had uh, podcasts that people were very clear on my customers, a very specific person, and they've just nailed it. Um, and I know there's this, this, you know, desire for many people to say, well, everybody can wear it. And the idea that every style that a designer's doing works for everybody doesn't work because when you, and that's really getting back into the whole idea of marketing, which when you break it down is what are you making your product? How are you pricing it? Where is it available for sale? And then how are you promoting your product? Even if, if you're doing white t-shirts, that's something that might work for everybody. But how you're pricing it um, is going to be based on, well, who's going to buy it? If you're, if you're doing a $5 t-shirt, that's one thing. If you're doing a t-shirt that's $75 uh, because it's extraordinary in its quality or has a unique design. But where are people going to find it available for sale and how do they know about it? Yeah. Um, and so if you're looking at, you know, the, the whole world of retail is dramatically changing. The Internet has has uh, leveled the playing field and a lot of, you know, the malls are just struggling because we're going online. And how many people are shopping online? How do I know where you are online? Um, and and how do you get your message out to your customer if you're on Instagram? Um, or Twitter, that may work with people under 40. But if you're trying to reach people over 50, that may not work. 
Yeah. Um, so, so you know, knowing the customer is is can really help make things more efficient. Also, if your product were to hit, do you really have the bandwidth to to take care of thousands and thousands of customers all of a sudden? Yeah. Which, I mean, that's a whole nother thing and a whole nother undertaking. Um, and I've, I've talked with people who have been in that situation. You know, a woman I know went on Oprah and had a very specific customer and she was solving a very specific problem for them. And she kind of, you know, just prepared, okay, what do I do to scramble if this really happens and I get a ton of orders? Um, but yeah, I think the concept of sort of being prepared. Um, on the note of knowing your customer, I mean, I think it's so important, like not just if you're selling a physical product, but if you're offering a service or even if you are um, uh, as an employee, like who's your customer? Well, your customer is really the brand that you're working for. You're, you're, I mean, at, ultimately it's the, it's the person you're designing the product for, but initially when you're trying to get your foot in the door to maybe get a new job or some career advancement, your customer is the person that you're interviewing with that the person you're ultimately getting hired by. Um, and so I've picked out a couple episodes that I think have great sort of lessons on this mm -hmm. perspective. Um, so I'll start by sharing one. Um, and, and that is an early on episode, episode number four with Marissa Borelli. Um, and she's a freelancer. And in that episode, she talks a lot about how, you know, she, she used to, and she doesn't do this so much anymore because she's built up her freelance business so well and her network, but she used to go to trade shows and she would just, she said, you know, I just, I would start conversations with, with brands that I had done some research on before and I would talk to them and I would ask them like, you know, what are you guys working on? And, and, um, Hey, I saw you're doing that collaboration with this athlete or she would have some talking points that she had just, that she had discovered beforehand, um, by doing some research. And then she would talk to them and she would get to know more about them and ways that, you know, she could potentially help them. And so she was there, you know, and she would just do it at the bar after the trade show, um, really casually, but having these conversations to try to know her customer, to try to understand them a little bit better and understand exactly, okay, who are you? How can I best serve you? Um, and her, her market is very niche. She does activewear exclusively, mostly women, some men's. Um, and she's done a brilliant job of being able to build her business by continually talking to her customer, understanding them and what their needs are. So that was one example I really wanted to point out, um, sort of outside of the launcher label space, just to show that you know it's important with whatever you're doing. But what she's also doing in that is finding out what are the what are the challenges a certain group is trying to uh, deal with. Yes. I think everybody, if if people said, "Well, I'm not really sure exactly who who my customer is," because I think people think, "Well, it's me." You know, if somebody said, "Well, I don't want to design for um, uh, oversized." Um, uh, Women. I don't want to design for women that are over 50 or something. Okay, because you don't see that. You don't see yourself maybe as in that realm. But if you start finding out from people, what is the fashion challenge that you find the most often um, in your day-to-day -day life? Uh, I know people that have a really tough time finding jeans, denim jeans. Um, I don't have any problem finding jeans to fit me. Mm. Um, I, but for me, um, Lee just, I, it's like they use me as a fit model <laughs> and I can go in there. I bought a new pair of jeans yesterday. They were under $30. I have them on right now. Um, and, but I, for me, denim jeans are a functional thing. They're not as what I would wear for fashion perhaps, but 
I have other things that I'm trying to maybe deal with on a day-to-day basis. Um, when you have people, um, one of the people that I thought was so brilliant um, in one of your podcasts was exclusively Kristen. Yeah. And she wanted a blouse that would fit a woman with a, a larger chest. And she ended up doing that. And she came up with a design for herself, started wearing it, people started saying, where did you get that? And it's become this, I think, successful line. I went out earlier today uh, because I wanted to look for something. She has a, a tank that has a shelf bra in it. I thought, well, that looks like it might be up for those days I want more comfort. Um, she sold out. You know, you're going, wait, wait a minute. This is, th- th- that's a good thing for her, perhaps. Yeah. Um, but she, you know, when you're looking at, I'm, my customer is female. My customer has, you know, larger than normal breasts, perhaps, which is really a fairly sizable, <laughs> sizable really get it, yes. <laughs> um, uh, market, um, you know, then go after that. You know, you're not going to be going after maybe super petite women, but, you know, that starts helping you narrow it. And I think a lot of fashion designers really have a better idea about who their customer is than they realize because if you say well it's female okay great now you've you reduced the the population by half <laughs> what is what's the age group um what is what's their income range do they have disposable income yeah um and and this is where i think uh women 40 over 40 over 50 are really being discounted because they tend to have more disposable income and fashion designers ought to be tapping into that. Yeah. Well, one thing I want to kind of emphasize with Kristen um, as well, because she did do a really good job of this, but it wasn't as simple as, okay, she's she's the customer as well. She said, I have, I have large bus size, but I'm not plus size. And so if I have to buy something mm-hmm. to fit my bust, then the rest of the garment is too big. And so, um, so she solved that problem. She started wearing it. As you mentioned, people started complimenting her on it. She then took it and she went um, to market in the form of pop-up shops. She did a handful of pop-up shops in different cities across the U.S. And she really got to know her customer in person. She got to talk to them firsthand. She got to see them try try on the garment and see what they liked, what they didn't like. She discovered some really interesting things that she talks about in the episode, um, which is episode 39. Mm -hmm. And she discovered that she originally had the price at, I think, maybe $98. And so you talk about, you know, okay, what's her, what's my customer's level of disposable income? She very quickly learned that 98 was not a price point that worked for her customer. And so she had to figure out ways to drop that and to, you know, maybe take some some detail or construction or whatever out of the garment to meet that price point. Um, she learned what colors people really liked, what they didn't like. And so I think the, the lesson to me learned in that is she could have very easily, okay, had this blouse and she wore it and she got some compliments and she said, all right, I'm going to go into production. I'm going to order 300. And the next thing you know, she has 300 blouses at $98 retail. And then she learns her customer doesn't want to spend 98 they want to spend 68 so there's exactly super important lesson and that's where um asking people i to me you know over a period of a couple of weeks if you just asked the people that you came across your 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 friends um you know and co-worker you know anybody you know what i'm i'm looking at uh updating my line i'm looking at coming up with ideas for new designs Mm -hmm. uh what fashion challenge 
do you, are you faced with on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. Um, and, and if you said, okay, well, if, if there was a, a blouse that did this, um, and what would you be willing, you know, to, to possibly pay for that? Yes. Um, and, and, and she's, she's continues to increase her line, I believe. Yeah. Um, and you know, she's got her, what she started off with, but as it's continued to escalate, and this is where she was so focused on one thing. And it started off with a blouse for women that, like you said, were not plus sized, but they had, um, they needed a, a blouse that had more room for their chest. Yeah. Um, and I just, I thought it was such a great lesson. Um, you know, this is where um, I, I really liked um, the Anna Livermore with V. Mora. Yeah. Um, which was, um, I even wrote it down, it's episode 17. Um, and she really emphasizes, don't try to design for everybody. Um, and she, I mean, this is what her business is, is to help fashion designers get started and help them focus. Uh, and I didn't even know this. Did, did you know she has a free webinar that people can, can sign up for? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so, and some of this is, you know, listen to the people that can say, I've been there, I've done that. Um, and, and really, and this is the thing we need to listen more. Um, and if you have a design and you're getting feedback from your customer, like, uh, Kristen did on her blouse and she was looking at $98 and people say, you know, I wouldn't pay that much for it, but I would pay 78 for it. Yeah. Don't take it personally. This is business. And I think sometimes the business side of this is, excruciatingly difficult because it is not consistent with being a fashion creative. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's just a part of being in business, but if you can, you know, really get focused and nail it and get the right product at the right price, then you need to let your customer know about it. Yeah. I think there's something to be said for doing like kind of looking at it as a collaborative process. And like you said, listening and having those conversations, there's another great brand um, from episode 44 called Vormi. Um, I interviewed Tim Smith, their CMO, and they're actually located in a really small mountain town here in Colorado and they're really killing it. And you want to know why? Because their customer is literally in their backyard. So they chose to set up shops specifically in this mountain town. They back up right against a, um, a huge mountain range where people do pretty treacherous sort of climbing and outdoor adventure sports. And they really are focused on creating this this natural fiber garment that works for the guy who's on the mountain for a week straight and wants one garment that he can wear the entire week that doesn't get stinky, doesn't get dirty, doesn't get stretched out. Mm-hmm. And and so they do a lot of collaboration with these people um, who are their real true end customer. I mean, it's, first of all, it's super, super niche. It's not the outdoor item for, you know, me who goes on a five-mile hike on Saturday. I mean, perhaps it could be, but it's not really targeted for me. It's meant for the guy or girl who's really out there doing it pretty hardcore and really needs something to stand up to the test of time and wear. And so they go through strenuous wear testing and conversations and getting feedback. And I think, like you said, as a creative, quote-unquote, designer, it can be hard to hear some of that commentary and feedback, but you've got to kind of look at it as a business and a collaboration and a conversation and a living, breathing thing that you know, you don't have to take everybody's advice and everybody's input, but at some point you do kind of need to listen and create something that works best for your specific customer. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And and if you do that, if you're doing a better job than your competition, that's going to give you an edge. Yeah. Uh, but figuring that out 
can be really difficult. And this is where uh, start talking to people, get their feedback. Don't take it personally. Yeah. Um, and you, or if if you want to design, this is where you know what are you designing with your kind of yourself in mind? Okay, great. Wear your designs. Get feedback. Um, that was where. Um, Oh, the the gal that um, does the flex trouser, Colleen Monroe with Untucked. Yeah, I mean, you know, that here. Let me do a prototype. Let me get feedback. Let me do another one. Let me get feedback and coming up with something. So you're also not committing yourself to a large production run to find out. Whoops, I have a whole bunch of garments yeah. that don't work, are not the right price, and now I need to figure out how to unload them. Yeah, and you know, getting feedback because. People love it when you listen to them. You know, it feels like, wow, they really care. They're respectful. And if they're going to do something that is meeting a fashion need that nobody else is doing right now, great. I want to keep up on this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one thing I'll also mention on giving feedback is, or getting feedback is people love to get their opinion. They love to be asked what they think. Um, sometimes you just have to ask them. A lot of people are not willing to just say something sort of blindly or cold to you. But if you ask them, if you ask them, what do you think about this? How does this fit? What do you like most about this? What would you change about this? Um, you know, these some of these open-ended questions, who, what, mm-hmm. how, why, um, not do you like this? Um, I, I think if you start asking some open-ended questions and getting really specific feedback and being open to those conversations, that's where the brilliant information will just start flooding in and you will know what changes to make um, mm-hmm. and just really, really increases your chances for success with Whatever sort of space you're trying to get into, and and I I wholly agree with that because the the open ended question, what and, and especially setting yourself up for getting criticism. Yeah, you know what could I do better? Because people were not really good at providing critical feedback or being comfortable about that. And I think if somebody starts off with, well, do you like this? It's just easier to say, yeah. And this is where people will come on. This is, um, I love watching Shark Tank, uh, <laughs> Shark Tank with uh, Damon John, because these fashion designers will come in and say, well, we did this show. Everybody loved it. And that to me is one of the most dangerous things to tell somebody that you want them to sell your product, because if everybody loved it, then why are you here? You shouldn't need help. Yeah. And, and he'll ask, well, did you sell any? And people say, no. He said, well, then not everybody loved it because people go, Oh, Oh, I love it. Oh yes. It's really nice. And when you're doing a a trade show, if you're doing a craft show, if you're doing anything like that, people will come up and say, I like your design. You say, thank you. And now they're off the hook. Yeah. And so if somebody says, you know, wow, this is beautiful. You say, I'm, I'm glad you like my design, but don't let them off the hook by saying thank you because then they're subconsciously going, okay, well, gee, I, I did something good for them, but I'm not you know, committed to, to buying it or feel obligated to buy it. But asking somebody, I'm, you know, first start off, um, I'm looking at creating a new line. I'm looking at updating my line. I hope you can help me because, it re- because people like thinking, wow, I can make a difference and I'd like to get some feedback. And asking the open-ended question, what do you, you know, what do you think of the colors? What do you think about, you know, can I, uh, what would you improve on it? What would yeah. you change? And I think that it, 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 you might not like what you hear sometimes. Yeah. 
But I'd rather have somebody in 30 seconds say something that you go, ooh, boy, I didn't like that, but I got to listen to it, rather than finding I've got a thousand of these now um, in my living room, and I need to figure out how to unload them. Mm, I've seen it happen firsthand too many times, and it it really breaks my heart. So I think going through this sort of initial conversation, research phase, however you want to coin it, is so, so, so essential. You do have to ask some hard questions, and like you said, kind of get ready to hear some stuff you might not want to hear, but it's really better than setting yourself up up for um for failure which i think is what really happens when you just go blindly into production um so really really good lessons learned there um awesome i will link to all of these in the show notes um these episodes that we referenced so you guys out there listening if you want to kind of understand and hear a little bit more about what these designers and people did to best know their customer um i think these are all really great pieces of content for you guys to check out um, Robin, anything else you would like to share? No, I think I, these are just sort of our, I, I guess, uh, podlets or maybe if, because it's fashion related, it should be a crop pod. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, just trying to give people, you know, a quick hit on, yeah. there's a lot of great information in these podcasts, but it, you know, may be more efficient to sort of point them in the direction of, you know, what's on your mind if you know who your customer is you may have a different challenge and maybe you know one of our little podlets in the future will help them on that yes awesome fantastic super super fun and i love that crop pod i don't know you guys we're not sure what this will be called by the time (laughs) it launches it will have an official name um but yeah just uh like robin said wanting to kind of point you guys in the right direction for some really really awesome lessons that we're seeing um come up over and over so Mm -hmm. thanks so much robin this was really fun oh this is great thank you heidi Thanks so much for listening to this first sort of podlet uh, episode, mini sort of overview of a theme that we see trending in all the uh, interviews that uh, have been on the Successful Fashion Designer podcast. I really appreciate each and every one of you. If you'd like to learn more about any of the resources or the episodes that we mentioned in this episode, you can check them out at sfdnetwork.com slash 54. And again, please let me know, what did you think of this episode? Um, Do you like how we sort of pulled a theme out and gave you some examples of different people talking about that? You know, what did you like? What did you not like? How could we make this better for you? Um, You can do that by emailing me anytime at podcast at soheidi, S-E-W-H-E-I-D-I dot com. I really, really love hearing from you. Thanks so much, you guys. I'll talk to you in the next episode.